It's time for episode 259 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, September 19th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the only tech podcast with more complications than Apple's new watch face. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across this very internet by my good pal and co-host, Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Micah. I guess our relationship is complicated. We can uh, keep things simple by introducing our awesome guests. I'm so excited. Uh, To my left is the founder and editor-in-chief of Mac Stories, as well as a uh, very well-known podcaster here on Relay FM, Federico Vatici. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Hi. Thank you for having me. You make it sound so official, like (laughs) editor-in-chief and podcaster. Yes, that's who I am. Thank you, Micah. It's great to it's great to be back it's my second time on clockwise so this is fun well then now we uh, we've broken you in though so so you should you should know what you're doing now <laughs> get ready yeah to my left is another returning guest the community manager at micro.blog and the founder of app camp for girls gene mcdonald thank you so much for being here I'm really excited to be here. This week is such a cool, busy week. There is mm-hmm. so much to talk about. It. It's a busy week, and we are going to launch right into things. You know how this works. We've got these guests, we've got these topics, and I'm going to kick things off. iOS 12 has officially touched down. I'm just curious, name one feature that you think folks who haven't been running the beta all summer, although, you know, maybe them too, will be excited about. Federico, we'll start with you. Um, okay, so just one feature. Um, all right, so <laughs> yeah, this is this is difficult for me. Um, I'm going to say that everybody, uh, my, my friends who, who don't read tech news, you know, tech blogs and listen to podcasts, um, they always ask me, why is my iPhone battery running low? And they struggle to identify exactly which kind of apps and which activities in those apps are uh, you know, uh, consuming all the sweet, sweet battery life. So iOS 12 introduces uh, new battery consumption charts that you can find after updating to iOS 12. You can go to settings you, and then battery. It's in the third section of settings. And once you open the battery screen, you let it load for like five seconds and you will see these new charts that um, they show you the battery level during the day but also you can see the battery level for the past five days or for the past week. And that's an amazing tool, especially if you switch to the past week. Um, you can see exactly which kind of apps on which days and which time of day, uh, what they've been doing in the background, or if maybe you've been listening to too many podcasts. There's no such thing as too many podcasts, but maybe that's possible. Um, so yeah, this is pretty This is pretty great because you know uh, a lot of my friends always come to me and say, can you check what's consuming my battery and what's going on? And now they actually have some pretty colored charts with tons of information. It's kind of like Android, but prettier, I would say. So, yeah. <laughs> like Android, but prettier is the motto of <laughs> iOS. Uh, the, there are, obviously, as Federico said, there are way too many. But picking just one, I think, are the new controls on Do Not Disturb. So iOS 12 adds the ability to 
trigger do not disturb and have it last only for a specified time and it even links into your calendar so for example i can go in right now to control center i can 3d touch on the do not disturb button and get the option to do silence all my notifications until recording this podcast is over Um, but you can also link it to a location which is pretty cool so if you go to the movies and you don't want to be bothered by notifications as you're sitting there and enjoying your film you can also say until i leave this location Um, and that's a pretty handy feature for making sure that you don't get distracted by things and and it's good for you know occasions like that where you don't want to bother other people but it's also really good for occasions where you want to really like uh, be present in the moment right like so if i go out to dinner with my fiance like i might use that so that we're not like distracted by our phones and we can actually have a nice conversation so it's a it's another good example of how apple is helping us control our device usage and really giving us the tools to not have our lives dominated by our technology you know, following on that and not being dominated by technology is uh, screen time, which um, I admit I have not been running the beta all summer, and I was going to wait until Friday to get my new phone to get iOS 12, but then you invited me to this podcast, and I was like, okay, better just upgrade now. <laughs> and uh, I I did, and I was like, I actually made, you know, a big mistake, which was to set up screen time, and then forget that I had it set up. And immediately I was in uh, Slack, Facebook, Twitter, micro.blog, you know, like I ruined my average right away, I should have like, you know, set it up right before I was going to do something really productive, but I didn't. I love that, that you sort of, once you make the change, you've got to go in and, and uh, try to try to cheat the system or prove <laughs> to the system, I'm a great person. That's fantastic. I would say that for me, the feature that I think folks are going to be really excited about is something I've gotten five, six, seven, eight, I don't know, several different either screenshots or full on videos of people sharing their Memoji, <laughs> um, which I just found out when Tim Cook was on some national news program that it's Memoji and not Memoji. I've been saying Memoji forever. Uh, really? So anyway, yeah, yeah, he said Memoji. What, what does he know? <laughs> what? Yeah, what does Tim <laughs> Cook know? So Memoji, Memoji, honestly, it's up to you. Uh, tomato, tomato. But the Memoji, I think, is going to be a feature that is going to be a thing that gets people to upgrade. So when I am trying to convince my mom, hey, you know, there's all these security things and your your performance. No. How about a Memoji? You can make your own Memoji. Oh, yeah, let's hop on it. So now I understand that, you know, unless you have a device that supports Memoji, then you're not going to be able to get access to that feature. But for folks who do... Uh, they'll want to hop on that train and be able to create their own little characters, little avatars, and uh, talk to their friends about it. So definitely lots of excellent features. Let's go ahead and move on to the second topic, which comes from Federica. All right. So also new in iOS 12, even though you need to download it from the App Store, it's the new Shortcuts app. Uh, and Shortcuts is the new version of Workflow, which uh, was an application that sort of lets you uh, create these automations, uh, sort of like Automator on the Mac. And it came out in 2014, and Apple bought it in 2017, and now it's, uh, it's been relaunched as uh, Shortcuts. I want to know uh, if you all have played with Workflow before. That would be my first question. If you used to be... Uh, a workflow user. And even if you weren't, are you playing with shortcuts now? And what kind of potential do you see in shortcuts on iOS? 
Well, I was a workflow owner. I'm not sure I was a workflow user. I, I played around with it a little bit when it first came out, but it was never something that I really dove into. And part of that was just I didn't have any really good uh, applications for it, to my mind. There weren't things that I was looking to do that I needed to do more efficiently, but I was always impressed with how powerful a piece of software it is. And with Shortcuts, I decided I was going to dive back in again and, and actually try to build a, uh, a workflow. And so I built one uh the other night uh when the shortcuts app went out and it was actually pretty cool because i i basically built a workflow that helps me catalog my expenses when i come back from a business trip i'm always scanning receipts with my phone and putting them in dropbox and generating you know sort of uh, labels for them that i can use in my tracking spreadsheet and i was like oh it'd be so great if i could just automate all of this and i managed to do a pretty good amount of it with shortcuts and but it left me with this like weird conflicted feeling where i'm I, on the one hand amazed at how powerful shortcut is shortcuts is especially with access to things like running javascripts or shell scripts uh and at the same time i want even more deeper integration with so many of the apps here because things like being able to say alter uh, my spreadsheet directly uh isn't really possible right now and so basically i was like wow this is great i want to see more more implementation from all the app developers both apple and third parties to let me do more and more things with shortcuts because i think there is so much potential in automating these cumbersome tasks that we do with our devices all the time so i'm bullish on it i'm looking forward to uh giving it more of a try as uh time goes by um i have uh used workflows but not almost like a stance as a, an owner, not a power user, always interested and intrigued, but never taking the time to really figure something out until I would ask on Twitter, how can I get like the um, the HTML code in this web page while I'm on iOS? And they're like, well, there's a workflow you could use for that. And I'm like, oh, and that was really cool. And so I think, you know, when you find yourself things that you don't really know how to do, the the workflow gurus know a way to get it done. Um, once I set up iOS 12 on my, on my phone, I made a workflow that just says, you know, asks, and it's a, it's a Siri um, uh, controlled workflow where I can say, what's the temperature? Because that's what I pick up my phone and very often want to know. And so I also think that that will also decrease the number of times I pick up my phone, improving my screen time score, right? I love that. I love it. I love it so much. Um, that's great. Because that was the one thing with screen time where I, of anything else, it was like, I picked up my phone that many times today. Ah, So yeah, I'm gonna have to use that. I was not a huge workflow user. I think I did use it a little bit more. I was certainly not a Federico level workflow user, but um, I would do some image scaling stuff and uh, like screenshot fun with workflow. And now that Shortcuts is here, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I've played with a few that I, I didn't like anything that was in the gallery, but the things that I've seen online, the things that Federico, you've shared, um, I <laughs> I, just, I still love that one that you shared that like involved, I think, like turning the lights red and playing <laughs> certain music and all that. that was That was great. And I do wish that we could have and i saw some discussion about this but i do wish we could have some options to play things over the home pod or some other device that's in our house instead of just the phone and uh, i think that that's what would be my big thing because i love 
adding home kit scenes to I love the idea of adding home kit scenes to shortcuts and to be able to like have a morning wake up thing because I I genuinely do it when I wake up in the morning I try to play a song and like dance to it to get the day started and so it'd be great to have like the lights turn on the song starts playing i don't know the coffee pot starts what what have you all of these things working together to sort of start my day but the one other thing that i'll mention is uh halide halide however you say it the camera app the very cool (laughs) camera app um they have an option to say uh, to trigger the shutter of the camera app, and I think that's fantastic. You can have it across the room, and even if you don't have an Apple Watch or something else to uh, trigger the shutter button from far away, you can just use your voice to do so. So lots of awesome features of Siri shortcuts. Federico, I know you don't have a million years to talk about it, but I'm curious to hear all of your thoughts as much as you can. Uh, uh, <laughs> again, this is very difficult. Um, so... The traditional uh, way of putting together workflows, uh, it it hasn't changed much in shortcuts. So it's not that I'm not surprised, but my I guess my excitement is elsewhere in iOS 12. Um, in that, I really like the ability to create shortcuts that allow you to put responses inside Siri. So the idea of you're still creating these workflows and you still have this drag and drop editor where you can move actions around and all that kind of stuff. But I love the idea that now I can issue like a, like a command to Siri and Siri will do stuff in the background and then it will give me the response. And this is new in Shortcuts and it wasn't possible with Workflow before. Um, so I would say that I'm super excited about the Siri integration with Shortcuts, but also the fact that because it's an Apple, you know, it's an it's a Apple app with some exclusive privileges now uh you have these actions for controlling the system stuff like do not disturb or uh turning on bluetooth for example uh that the workflow team couldn't couldn't build into the the old application and so i'm playing with ideas like um the latest crazy experimentation that i'm doing is i bought a usb ibeacon uh you know ibeacons used to be like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. big deal years ago so i bought this tiny usb small dongle it's really really tiny and it's actually an iBeacon. and i'm using launch center pro um so that whenever i turn on the my car uh it fires off this beacon and launch center pro sends me a notification (laughs) this is kind of nerdy but the notification (laughs) itself contains uh a link to open shortcuts and run a shortcut. Um, and so my idea would be that I want to get into my car and essentially I want to launch shortcuts and shortcuts the, will ask me, do you want to listen to music or do you want to play a podcast? So, uh, yeah, that's my end goal. And so, uh, but I need to do some, some, some scripting with like, I need to turn off Bluetooth. Otherwise my phone connects to the car's Bluetooth, which is terrible for the microphone. So these new actions allow me to do just that. So, uh, I'm way over my time limit. I'm sorry, but I'm super excited. <laughs> Honestly, whenever you said, can I talk about shortcuts? I was like, I can't wait. You have to. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here to talk about those. Um, we have reached halftime of the show, folks. And that means it's time to tell you about our friends at Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. And you're going to get a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. If you want to create an online store, a portfolio, maybe a blog filled with your favorite shortcuts, who knows? Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. 
nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades that you need to think about, because Squarespace has all of that covered for you. They've also got award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help, and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name with all of those beautiful templates. They're really well designed, and they've just added some new ones, and so you've got those there to show off your great ideas. I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you are wanting to maybe start a podcast... Uh, this is a great way to do so. You can start a podcast uh, using Squarespace. It's easy to get set up. And Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash clockwise. Now, when you decide to sign up, go ahead and use the offer code clockwise because that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And you'll, of course, be showing your support for our show at squarespace.com slash clockwise with the code clockwise to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the second half of the show, and this topic comes from Dan. So the HomePod didn't get a lot of attention at the event last week, but it did get a little bit, including a software update that came out this week, which adds multiple names, timers, the ability to find your iPhone, and a few other things. So my question for you is, if you are a HomePod owner, what are you still looking for? And if you haven't bought a HomePod yet, what's missing that might convince you? Gene? A free HomePod coupon. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> um, I am not somebody who is like super um, audiophile type music listening person. And so little USB speakers that I have are, are okay for most of my at-home listening. Um, and honestly, I feel that by skipping the new watch and skipping the HomePod, my new iPhone is uh, it's practically free. So. <laughs> you have the best logic on the show today. I just am going to go ahead and give that award out. I've loved Thank everything you. so far. Great logic. Um, I I like my HomePod. Um, it it plays music. It plays it well. It's nice to have. I think that the one thing that I'd love is to have it be exactly as it is but be wireless somehow like uh, like be chargeable so you set it on like a charging base most of the time but in the rare not rare occasion for me but on the occasion that you want to take it to a different room then you could do so very easily and maybe you can buy apple loves to sell peripherals you could buy more than one charging base for it so i would be a happy camper because i Honestly, I'm constantly wanting to take it to different rooms with me, and maybe I want to hold it above my head outside someone's window and play music from it, you know? And I can't do that right now. <laughs> um, do I have a HomePod wishes? I have three HomePods <laughs> in my apartment. <laughs> Holy mother. I have a long list of requests, uh, Tim Cook, for you. Um, so uh, the first one is obvious. I just want Siri to be more reliable. Uh, to give an example, so all of our devices in our household, um, because I, I I need this for uh, for work and my girlfriend is patient enough to to support me. Um, all of our devices are set in English and we have Siri in English. Um, last night we were watching some television uh, in Italian, of course, because we live in Italy. Um, and at some point, Siri on the living room HomePod just says "Okay" and starts playing some music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was super creepy. Like, what is going on? So, uh, more reliability in terms of how Siri 
shouldn't be activated by just random words that are spoken on the TV and that are kind of similar to the to the mm. hot phrase. Um, the second one, everybody talks about being able to uh, set default apps on iOS. My wish is kind of similar to that, but also kind of different in that I want to be able to set default apps just for Siri. Uh, so that when I talk to Siri, I want my default reminder app to be something like Things. Uh, or I want my default uh, podcast app to be Overcast. Like, I don't want to actually change defaults on iOS, like Safari and Mail and Maps, that kind of stuff. I just want to be able to save a task or play a podcast without having to say in things or in OmniFocus, you know, that kind of stuff that mm, you need to do mm-hmm. with Siri. So defaults for voice actions, that would be my second wish. Yeah, I, uh, those are good. I, uh, mine is kind of similar to reliability thing, which is we have this huge constellation of Apple devices with Siri on it now, and I wish they were a little better at understanding which one I was talking to because I'll still have the problem where I tell Siri to open an app. And I might even be looking at my iPhone, which is like propped up on a wireless charger, and the HomePod will still be like, I'm sorry, I can't open apps. And I'm like, was I talking to you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, and I like Micah, your, your wireless charger thing. I didn't know I wanted that until you said it. Now I really want it. So sorry, thanks for Dan. That. So I, I, sorry. I would to add to that on a hardware front. I would love more tactile, like real controls rather than just the touchscreen there, because I find it less utilitarian than something like the Amazon Echo in terms of like knowing where the volume buttons are uh being and every able time to i clean it it, yeah, it starts playing yeah yeah oh it's so annoying yeah. so <laughs> apple your design got a little bit in the way of your functionality there uh thanks for your thoughts on that let us go to our final topic today which comes from gene okay well um as always the news of new apple products and especially new apple commercials tends to influence our non-techie family members so what do you need to teach your family about the new f- iphones and ios 12 um, so I think that the one thing that my family might be curious, well, of course, I'm gonna have to show them how to set up Memoji. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, I need to teach them maybe about screen time and how that can be helpful. Um, and one thing that I, th- I lapsed on teaching them back when it came out was do not disturb while driving. And I've kind of had a, a, re-emergence i guess or like paid more attention to that now that we have these new do not disturb features and because of that i've been very bullish about uh do not disturb while driving and trying to share that with as many people as possible so i think about my siblings who drive and who may try using their devices while they're driving or you know at stop whatever what have you and i think that that is an awesome feature that can genuinely genuinely change the way that you uh that you that you do or don't pay attention to your devices while you're driving if you give it an opportunity so all of those new sort of like taking control of your device and sort of trying to focus your attention elsewhere, I think are great features in iOS 12 that are going to make a difference. And then for the rest of my family, it would just be like, hey, you've got an older device, go ahead and upgrade that to this new operating system, because genuinely you're going, I think I've said genuinely about 52 times now, but you will be happy with the performance improvements there. I'm going to sound obvious, but I need to teach to teach them about shortcuts. Not the shortcuts app, though. Um, I strongly feel like the 
the basic system shortcuts, like the ones that you see suggested in settings, which mm-hmm. is kind of confusing because in iOS 12, everything is called a shortcut. <laughs> um, but not the shortcuts app. That's definitely still more for power user kind of audience. Um, but the idea of you, you frequently visit the same website. And now instead of opening Safari and typing in the name of the website or tapping an icon, you can just record a short Siri phrase and you can just say that and you will go to that website. So the idea of teaching them about these literal shortcuts that you can assign phrases to with Siri, I think a, you know, a non-techy audience can sort of get behind that. Um, Funny because it's also advertised in settings and it's advertised in search. Uh, so the idea of if you use a different weather app and you frequently open the forecast in that application, such as Carrot or something else, well, now that can be a shortcut so that you you don't need to repeat these steps every day yourself. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't tell them go to the app store, download the shortcuts app, and you know visit my website and install my shortcuts. I wouldn't do that because I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a terrible person. I think. Uh, but the system shortcuts, the system <laughs> suggestions, I would totally try to sort of get them to understand that feature. I think for me it would be, and this is maybe seem kind of minor, but uh, iOS 12's ability to group notifications and change how they're delivered. I think it's a little subtle in terms of the way that you access it because it's sort of like an unmarked button on the notifications. But um, it is cool to be able to change it to have stuff delivered quietly or to group things together. I mean, I, I think that people get overwhelmed by notifications very easily. And a lot of times we just sort of page through them without really thinking about you know, what we're even looking at and why we have such a deluge of these things. But the ability to control that more granularly and have the kind of, you know, ability to ignore the things that we want to ignore and to only get the, the like, really notified by the things that are truly important uh, is a really nice improvement. And I think, again, with so many of the things that we've discussed, once again, really puts us back in control of our technology. Yeah, those are those are great answers. In fact, you know, pretty much all of my answers. <laughs> so, but I will say, one thing I like to do is check in, especially with my dad. And, and before he, you know, he's called me from the Verizon store before and said, so I'm getting, you know, I decided to upgrade to this thing that he doesn't need and buy this accessory that he definitely doesn't need. And I would like to have, you know, in my uh, wish list of features, is like a geofence like thing for my father's phone that, <laughs> I know when he's walked into a phone store and I can call him immediately and say, what are they selling you? And don't buy it. So <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm, there's got to be something there. Maybe with uh, HomeKit, <laughs> there's maybe a potential. <laughs> or, I mean, it, you can use Federico's uh, iBeacon tutorial after that's all done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Well... I believe that means we've reached the end of another episode. We've got just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there, I want to tell you about a new sponsor here. This is uh, brought to you by our friends at Amazon Prime Video Channels. Prime Video Channels is another perk available to Amazon Prime customers. We love that super fast shipping. I certainly do. I use it all the time. But you can also get great entertainment instantly through Prime Video Channels. Whatever you're into, you can create a TV lineup you love from over one hundred or from over a hundred premium and specialty channels. That includes shows like Shameless and Ray Donovan on Showtime. My family 
family is addicted to shameless uh cbs all access so if you're like into that whole sports thing you can check those out but also star trek discovery and ncis or you know, if you've, if you've got a, a child who wants to, to tune in and watch some educational programming, there's Noggin and PBS Kids. That's Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, Blaze, Monster Machines. Honestly, there are a few good uh, shows on PBS Kids for, for me as well. I've enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the service is great because it's sort of like a pick and choose thing, which is nice. You go in. It's really easy to find a channel that you want. You get it. You watch it. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting nickel and dimed, so to speak, to try and figure out uh, all of these things. It's it's exactly what you want right there. Uh, so if you haven't tried the service, why don't you go ahead and uh, curl up on the sofa and binge watch Game of Thrones? It's exactly what you need with access to so many different shows. You only pay for the channels you want with Prime Video Channels. Start your free trial of over a 100 channels today by visiting Try primechannels.com slash clockwise. That's try prime channels, exactly how it sounds, dot com slash clockwise for a free trial of over a hundred channels. Thanks so much to Prime Video Channels for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And last but not least, here is our bonus question. The Olympic Committee is looking for a new sport to add to the Olympics. What is your ideal addition? Federico? Okay, Nintendo Switch speedrunning. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible what they can do. And I want to see these folks do this at an Olympic level. <laughs> I think it would be amazing. So it Nintendo Switch awesome. speedrunning, uh, it's, it's, my, it's my official pick. Uh, after 25 years of playing Ultimate Frisbee, I'd love to see Ultimate Frisbee there, even though I will never compete at an Olympic level. But if that doesn't make it air hockey. You know, I was thinking about it from a serious point of view of like, what sport could I still possibly compete in? You know, and definitely not not ultimate frisbee, but hula hooping. So I love it. Excellent. Um, I think for me, it would be dog petting. Who can pet their dog <laughs> the best? <laughs> uh, thank you all for your answers on that, Dan. We have reached the end of another episode. We have uncomplicated all those complications. And I think that means it's time to say goodbye and thank you to our guests. Federico Vatici, thank you so much for joining us this week. Oh, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. And Gene McDonald, thank you so much for being here. It was great. Thanks for having me. And Micah, we'll be back with our uncomplicated selves next week. But until then, let's remind all of our listeners, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.